today on Ag News Daily. It really allows people that are just getting into Twitter or that have been on Twitter for a long time but only have a couple hundred followers, it really helps you find people and people find you if you get get stuck in a little loop or in your little bubble. Good afternoon and welcome to a hump day episode of the Ag News Daily Podcast. It's Ashton Carr joined by Delaney Howell. And folks, today's hump day episode is brought to you by Zyway brand fungicides by FMC. And Delaney, it's hard for me to believe that it is a Wednesday I feel like every time we have a long weekend or we don't have a podcast, it takes me a second to warm up through the week and it always throws me off. But we've been doing this, or I have at least for about two years now, so you'd think I'd be used to it. Yeah, that's crazy. You have been on the podcast for about two years, haven't you? I have. Up here coming in March, it'll be my two-year anniversary. It's hard to believe. That is hard to believe. It's also hard for me to believe that the Ag News Daily Podcast has been in existence for almost five years. Does it make you feel old? Uh, I don't even know what emotion it makes me feel, <laughs> to be honest. Just a I guess kind of proud, kind of like, wow, that's a lot of time that I've spent doing the podcast. I don't know. I have mixed emotions on it, but mostly just proud and excited that we've continued to have great listeners that support the podcast. Absolutely, Delaney. We're getting a little heartfelt today. Well, I guess so. There's just not a lot of news to talk about today. So I guess we're going to talk a little bit about the podcast. But as we do transition into talking about some news, this isn't really ag-related news, but I saw this headline and it made me laugh and I wanted to share it with our listeners. Are you ready, Ashton? I'm prepared. Okay, the title of this article is called Hong Kong to Call 2000 Hamsters. (laughs) Yeah, so I thought that was a little bizarre. I read through the article just because I was curious why we're calling these hamsters. And apparently Hong Kong warned their people not to kiss their pets after they had a mass calling of hamsters on Tuesday due to them testing positive for COVID-19. And as we know, it's an interspecies can be passed from humans to animals and vice versa. And so they're saying, don't kiss your pet hamsters. Interesting. I didn't know that they would have that many hamsters over there. That kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure people will make their own assumptions about what people are doing with those hamsters. And we won't get into that on the podcast. But yeah, I thought that was a little bizarre. (laughs) Well, Delaney, you know, speaking of COVID-19 here, we might be coming to an end because we saw an announcement from Dr. Fauci, who we know is the chief medical advisor from the Biden administration, say that this could potentially be the end of the COVID-19 pandemic. There's been some speculation just because of this latest variant. So perhaps this could be the last one we see, Delaney. I saw that news as well, Ashton, and I'm sure, again, folks are going to have their own opinion on why it's coming to light now. Is it really because we've had a lot more folks adopting vaccinations or what the deal is? But I also saw that piece of news as well, Ashton. I thought it was interesting to say the least, but I will admit that I think that during this time period that 
I've heard from more people that I know that have come down with COVID-19. And I don't know if it's just because of the holidays or what's going on there, but I feel like this one has definitely spread a lot quicker than the ones that we've seen in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've known a quite a few people who've gotten the Omicron variants, or I assume that's what they've gotten because they've tested positive here recently, but certainly not as bad as some of the other variants. And I think all in all, people just want to get reopened. We want to have things open. We want to be able to continue life as it once was, which it may never go back to that. Who knows? But Ashton, while we're talking about COVID, you know, China obviously has been one of the biggest countries to be impacted by this disease, so much so that their global economy has been coming to a slower pace. On Monday, the People's Bank of China announced a tenth of a percentage point cut to two of their key policy interest rate policies and said that because their GDP slowed in the fourth quarter of 2021, they were putting some new policies in place here to help with some of that and encourage more consumer spending. They saw an 8% growth of GDP in early 2021, but it slowed less than 4% at the end of 2021 in quarter four, which is quite different compared to even just 2020. So we're seeing that piece of news here echoed in China. Another piece of Chinese-related news here was that not only did they cut uh, their interest rates there on some key policies, but they're also anticipating to see feed demand expected to be 10 to 15 percent lower year over year in the first quarter here due to poor feeding margins. According to Stonex boot on the ground sources, they said that they saw that results in a pullback in soybean imports in 2021 and that Along with a slowdown in U.S. corn shipments to China, they expect corn shipments to eventually pick back up here after the first of the year. But China's really focused on getting corn from the Ukraine first, it sounds like. And, you know, as we continue to look at geopolitical events playing out here, Ashton, there's still a lot to unpack between what's going on right now between Russia and the Ukraine. Well, Delaney, I have some African swine fever news that I wanted to talk about today coming out of Italy. They introduced further measures in two of their northern regions to contain a recent African swine fever outbreak. And this includes the immediate slaughter of pigs and a six-month restocking ban. Now, the article that I was reading doesn't mention how many pigs are going to plan on slaughtering or anything of that nature. But one thing that they also mentioned was that last week, the health minister and the ag minister signed an order banning hunting and several other outdoor activities in 114 rural areas in those northern regions. So they're taking this pretty seriously. And of course, we know that if there is a detection of African swine fever in any country, this could be detrimental to you know their swine herd. And I was reading an article yesterday that uh, was from a doctor at Kansas State University who's doing research on if African swine fever ever hit U.S. shores and what that's going to look like. And she's claiming that we will probably see it. It's not a matter of if, but when. And so I set up an appointment to talk to her next week to dissect her brain a little bit more about that. But unfortunately, you're not going to be there for that one, Delaney. That's true. Next week, I'm so excited, Ashton. 
I am going to be in Hawaii on vacation. I'm a little bit jealous. I I say a little bit. I'm a lot jealous. (laughs) Well, we were supposed to go last year, but COVID had other plans for us. So we'll be traveling this year. Instead, we're going with Blaine's work group rank seed. So big thanks to them. I'll give them a shout out on the podcast. But yeah, I'm excited to have a little break next week, but I'll still probably be working. Just probably not going to host on the podcast. To be honest, it would be maybe a little bit of a scheduling nightmare for us, Ashton, since the time zones are so different. Yeah. I was trying to plan to see if maybe you might be around when it comes time for markets, just so you could give me a little bit of encouragement when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I was looking and I think it was around early afternoon and it was only like 8 a.m. in Hawaii. So I don't know that you and I are going to be talking too much next week. I'll let you have your. Yeah, I think it's four hours times if time zone difference. So, yeah, by the time you're recording the podcast in the afternoon, I will probably be just getting up for the morning. Well, Delaney, in other news, of course, like you mentioned there, it is a bit of a slow news day. So I just have one other thing to talk about. But before I get into that, I want to head on over and hear from today's sponsor, FNC. Go long for season-long foliar disease protection that starts at plant. Only Zyway brand fungicides from FMC provide season-long foliar disease protection from the start. Active ingredient flutriafol moves through your corn plants as they grow for inside-out protection from roots to tassel. Growers and retailers are sharing their Zyway brand fungicide success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. Like I mentioned there, Delaney, before we heard from our sponsors for today, just have one other story that I wanted to talk about. And it is really just about two sentences here that I have. But we saw that South Korea is now lifting its temporary suspension of Canadian beef imports that it had previously imposed after Canada, of course, detected a case of BSE back in December. So, We have now seen that come back into play here, and that's really all that I have there. Just a a small announcement to end the show on, unless you, of course, have anything else to talk about. Well, I had just one other quick, yeah, two-sentence update here on U.S. avian influenza cases, because as I reported on the podcast yesterday, we've had one officially reported of the Eurasian strain. We've also seen now two additional cases reported in the same county there in North Carolina. And we've also seen a new case reported now in South Carolina as well, Ashton. Actually flip-flop that. The second case was reported in South Carolina, the new case located in North Carolina. So we are still seeing some new cases come to light, but still pretty small overall. And the USDA's APHIS is keeping close eye on that to see how that develops. But we have had a slight spread here. Well, Delaney, how about you say we head over into the markets for today? Let's do that, Ashton. And as we pull up today's markets, we certainly saw a lot of green on the screen today after yesterday's sell-off in soybeans. Big moves today to the upside in all grains. 
The March corn contract up 10 and three quarters cents, closing at 610 and a quarter. The May up 10 and three quarters cents, closing at 610 and three quarters. And in Dece, 22 new crop corn up six and three quarters cents, closing at 564 and a half. In soybeans today, the March contract up 30 and a quarter cent, closing at 1391 and a half. The May up 30 cents, closing at 1401. And pretty big spread here between the May and November as new crop soybeans closed 20 and a half cent. 20 and a half cents higher today, ending at 13.04 and a half. Chicago wheat had big moves to the upside today as well, with the March contract adding 26 cents, closing at 7.95. The May up 27, ending the day at 7.97 and a quarter. Hopping over into the livestock markets today, we saw green across the screen as February live cattle added 87 and a half cents at 138.55. The April up $1.50, closing at 143.35. And in feeder cattle today, the March contract added 20 cents, closing at 165.62. The April up 47.5 cents, closing at a buck 70. Lean hogs also saw strength today as the February contract added 70 cents, closing at 82.30. The April up 207, closing the day out at 91.35. And lastly, Ashton kicking things off here with the class three dairy milk futures. February down 21 cents today, closing at 21.41. The March down 12 cents, closing at 22.36. Ashton, without further ado, fill us in on who we're chatting with for today's interview. Today, we are chatting with Cheyenne Smith. Well, for today's conversation, we are talking to Cheyenne Smith, who is of the J. Lazy S. Angus Ranch. Cheyenne, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today. No problem. So Cheyenne, before we get started talking about really what it is that you do on social media, because that's how I discovered you. And I'm very excited to have that conversation because you do have quite a bit going on there. I, of course, want to talk about your background. You're a rancher up in Idaho. So are you from Idaho? I assume you have agricultural roots. Let's just start there. Um, I'm originally from Montana and I don't have any agricultural roots. Um, I grew up uh, building homes with my dad, so I grew up in construction. Um, I moved to Idaho right after I met my current husband, and um, he is from long line of agricultural roots, but his parents were both educators, so we started this ranch um, on our own. So what was that experience like going from a background with construction to now being a ranch wife? And I mean, you look like you fit right in. So what was that experience like, you know, doing that transition to where you are now? It's, um, it was a little bit of a learning curve. There's a lot, a lot to learn. Um, but it, it was a pretty natural fit. So it wasn't too bad. And like, like I said, my husband has all the experience. Um, so the learning curve was him trying to figure out how to teach me without pissing me off. I had myself on mute there just because I've had a little bit of a cough the past few days, but I did get a laugh out of that. So I'm glad that you shared that with us, Cheyenne. But <laughs> now I kind of want to move over into the social media space because just on your J Lazy S Angus account, you have almost 17 and a half thousand followers. So why did you start your journey on social media to sort of be a, an influencer of sorts now in the ag realm? 
Well, um, I started just with a normal Facebook page, just my like for my friends and family, and um, a lot of a lot of those people said that I should open it up so that more people could see what we're doing. So I started with a Facebook page, and then um, when all of this started um, a little over ten years ago was when everybody in um, in agriculture, as far as like when you would go to the meetings, they were pushing for us to be more vocal on social media because that's where people were spending their time. So we were at um, a convention meeting and there was a class on social media and what we should do there. And um, it was actually Ryan Goodman that talked me into starting a Twitter account. And then um, from there, I just got lucky. Um, we actually had a hired hand that showed up out of nowhere. He had nothing to do with agriculture. He's actually a lawyer from Chicago, but he wanted to spend a couple months with us. And he had a huge Twitter following where he just told dirty jokes and was funny. But he actually helped me figure out um, how to interact with people and not just be telling my story all the time. And so I really credit him. Um, his name was Marcus Andrews for for helping me get my initial start on Twitter and not just be um, posting my pictures. But, but well, I guess the thing that I always tell people is that to not treat social media people like social media people, but to treat them like somebody you're having a conversation with. You want to get to know them. You want to share their things. You want to talk about the things that they talk about too. It's not just about what you do. Well, Cheyenne, before we move on from this talking point, I want to put a pause on our conversation, take a quick break here, and hear some more from today's sponsor, FMC. It changes everything. So says Indiana corn grower Nathan Davis about innovative Zyway LFR fungicide from FMC. Zyway brand fungicides are the first and only at-plant corn fungicides to provide unprecedented, season-long, inside-out foliar disease protection. Discover more grower and retailer success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. So, obviously, we know that social media is not all rainbows and butterflies. It can kind of be a negative space from time to time. And so that kind of raises the question in my head on whether or not you've gotten some backlash for kind of being an ag transplant and now having such a big ag following, ag influence. Does anybody ever give you flack for that? So, of course, there's the animal rights activists and the vegans that everybody gets hit with. And, and this being January, it seems like it's always worse in January. It's like they have a fresh batch of trainers or something, or trainees, excuse me. Um, I've only had a couple clashes with other egg people. And um, oddly, it's they've both been women. And I, um, I don't know if that's a woman thing where it's, they always feel like it's competition. Um, but it's, it's actually, most people don't care um, I figured out in egg, whether it's on social media or in real life, that you're just getting started um, or that you've been doing it for generations. I mean, I think what we all respond to is whether or not somebody's talking down to you or talking to you. And, and I try really hard never to talk down to people, um, which comes easy because I don't I really don't know that much about anything. <laughs> just I'm still learning, of course. 
So Cheyenne, you've really expanded your brand here because you have a couple of different social accounts. And one of those is Ag of the World. So why don't you tell me about, you know, expanding your brand, starting the Ag of the World accounts and that journey? Okay. Yeah. So I got asked to host Farms of the World by Simon um, right probably maybe not quite a year before I started Egg of the World. And that's what really pushed me to do Egg of the World. I really enjoyed hosting his account. Um, and I got to looking at what he was doing. And he has a couple of those. He has Farms of the World and he has Farms of the UK. And they're both awesome accounts. And they're still going really strong. And I just really wanted to expand on that and um, have it for more than just those of us that, that farm and ranch because agriculture is is it's not unique but it it feels like it's unique and that there are so many jobs that depend on each other that aren't just those of us with our hands in the ground or our hands on the animal and and all of those jobs are equally important none of us could function without the other one and so that's why I started egg of the world I really wanted to expand on how many different jobs in agriculture there were. And then also it really allows people that are just getting into Twitter or that have been on Twitter for a long time, but only have a couple hundred followers. It really helps you find people and people find you. If you get, you get stuck in a little loop or in your little bubble. Um, I feel like it, it really expands that and you get, you get more followers if you're the host and you get to see a new people every week if you're just somebody that follows the account. So it's, it's, um, it's a good, a good relationship on both sides for followers and hosts to just kind of branch out and find more people to talk to. So Cheyenne, as we're kind of wrapping up a little bit here, one of the things that I definitely wanted to talk to you about was the outlook for 2022. I know you probably are tired about hearing about the new year conversation and what we're going to see into 2022, but what excites you most about the world of agriculture and its future for this next year? What are some points that you think that you're going to really hit on as we continue to have great conversations, you know, on social media and off? So that was our whole big deal that we're really, really focusing on is to bring the social media, um, our friends and contacts that we've made through social media and make those more of a personal connection and to start treating people personally instead of just like contacts. And um, so that's, that's our outlook for the year is just to, to make more personal connections and to reach people on a more personal level. Um, we've allowed um, people to come to our ranch and we really opened that up to where they can stay and really be a part of what we're doing. And so that's, that's how we're doing that. And then to, to further it on the social media front, what I'm personally trying to do is to have a conversation with somebody instead of just um, liking their post is, is to really think about what they're saying or to really have a reply to what they're replying to my post so that it's not just um, a click on your phone or on your computer. It's an actual conversation. Well, Cheyenne, you know, we talked about a couple of different social accounts here. So why don't you go ahead and throw those handles out for our audience that might want to give you a follow? Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, so I am, of course, on Facebook and it's um, Jay Lazy S. 
Angus Rant uh, on Twitter. It's just Stay Lazy S Angus. Um, I believe on Instagram it is still just Stay Lazy S Angus. And then on TikTok, it is Stay Lazy S Angus Cheyenne. Awesome. Well, Cheyenne, thank you once more for coming on and chatting with me today. I certainly appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks again there to Cheyenne for coming on and chatting with us. She's definitely got a lot going on when it comes to social media. I know that she spoke with the Farm for Profit guys, and I don't know if that episode has come out yet, but I definitely recommend giving that a listen because we, of course, love the Farm for Profit guys over here. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if you saw it on social media, but Cheyenne's kind of secondary Twitter handle ag world or world of ag the farm for profit guys took that over last week so i definitely got a kick out of watching them uh do some guest appearances on that channel absolutely delaney as did i but folks if you're looking for any good podcasts to listen to if you've already caught up here with the ag news daily podcast you can of course find us and some other shows at globalagnetwork.com with that delaney should we let the people go Let's let him go.